Welcome back. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Search for SENQLD or on TikTok, SENQLD as well. If you've missed anything on the show, the SEN app is the perfect way to catch up. Uh, Heels, your contact book is exhaustive. Yes. Because you've found Mark Wall for us today, another of our Australian cricket legends, uh, on the eve of one of the most famous tests, uh, the Lord's Test. Mark, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your time today. G'day, Pat Heels. Morning. G'day, June. Lovely to have you, mate. Now, I want to just go a little bit off target at the moment. 1993, did the Ashes team go to Silverstone for the Grand Prix? 1993. Um, I I didn't go, but I think some of the team went. Oh, righto. Or would it have been 99? Do you think we we did go uh, in 93? Oh, jeez. Now, now, you, now you're testing see, me. I, see I, how I, hazy we get. I get confused. <laughs> me too. With what happened on what tour? Well, the only reason I bring it up is uh, because he was leering up saying that uh, he'd been to Silverstone where they're racing the next Grand Prix and he can remember seeing yeah. Piers Brosnan in the pits. I said, well, hang on a minute. I said, Alarm Prost mm. won, Damon Hill, former world champion, was second, Schumacher mm. third, Ayrton Senna fourth. Four of the greatest drivers in the history of F1, and the only thing you can remember about it is Piers Brosnan was there. <laughs> Said, yeah, Remington Steele. Well, well, that's not a bad effort. That's yeah, good call, Ted. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't remember which year, but I, I, I didn't go, but I know, I know some of the team went. Yeah, okay. Obviously, heels went, but he right couldn't on. remember which year. <laughs> yeah. Now, mate, England tour, as soon as you see uh, the, the creams come out on the green fields of England, how good is it? Yeah. Well, it goes back to... Like uh, when I was a teenager, when you used to get up in the middle of the night and just watch the watch the Ashes Test from England, um, it's just it's just in our DNA. We just I don't know. It just seems to be, bring the best out of Australian cricketers when they go to England. Just the history, the tradition, the great grounds, uh, the atmosphere. It's all just um, it all brings the best out of Australians. So that's why we love it going to England. Yeah, great you, tour. you spend a lot more time than just your Ashes tours as well. You you really loved yeah. uh, a long career with Essex. Yeah, well, I played probably four seasons on and off for Essex when I was uh, mid twenties. I hadn't played for Australia when I first went to Essex. So, yeah, lots of great memories uh, in England, whether it be Ashes trips where just sitting on the bus and playing golf and obviously beating the Poms like we did most of the time. Heels in our era, or whether it was playing for Essex. Yeah, good good memories. Yeah, I mean, I look at the stats. You had seventeen tests against uh, in England, and uh, you averaged fifty, uh, which is is fantastic mm. in those conditions, isn't it? Yeah, well, better than my my overall average for sure. So I would love to just play England every game. But, uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing though. England, you talk about oh, it really suits the swing bowls and the seam bowls, and, and it and it does if you get the right conditions. If the overhead conditions are there and there's a bit of grass on the pitch, but if it's a dry hot summer, England is the best place to bat. You know, it's just the boundaries are so short. You hit it's either four or none, so you get great value for runs as a batsman. So a lot of batsmen do do really well in England because of the fact that there's great value for, for runs if you happen to spend a bit of time at the crease. Yeah, did you put uh, did you put much effort into the first test? Did it, did it hook you, the Edgbaston test this year? Um, I, I watched uh, bits and pieces of it and I got the gist of it pretty quickly, but it, it was a great test match. Like any test that goes down to the last hour on the fifth day, it's exciting to watch. And it was pretty much even, Stevens the whole way through, really. I mean, you weren't sure who was going to win. And then it looked like England were going to win. And, all of a sudden, Australia just uh, come out of nowhere because they probably thought they had nothing to lose when Lyon and Cummins got together, and um, that was a great partnership. But I, I think England 
had their chances. But I, I do think Australia have got a, a lot more improvement in for the next few test matches. Um, you know, I, I think there's more question marks over the England side than the Australian mm. side, even though they pushed us all the way in that first test. We saw what the century meant to Usman. He was really emotional about that. But what have you taken out from the the Ollie Robinson sledging of Usman? Uh, you know, when he when he was out for 141, <laughs> and uh, now there's been there's just been a pile on. Doesn't I mean, see Robinson came out with a story uh, with an article in Wisdom mm. said we thought we won the test. Well, hang on a minute, mate. Have a look in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, like you're allowed to swear on the cricket field. I mean, wow. Yeah. It's nothing. I think it's great. You know, a bit of combative yeah. uh, play on the field. As long as it doesn't overstep the line. I mean, he's not the first pe- person to swear at a batsman. He won't be the last, Ollie Robinson. So he's a bit of a villain. But it's, it's interesting. They've, they've talked up a good game since they lost that first test. I mean, Zach Crawley's <laughs> come out and said they're going to win this one by 150. Ollie Robinson <laughs> said the Australians were scared. Baz McCullum said they're going to go twice as hard in this test match. So they're making plenty of noise. England, but you know, at the end of the day, you've got to back it up with performances on the field. But I mean, Ollie Robinson is a competitor, but he's one of those guys that, if you're playing against him, you'd hate him because he's a dead set, you know, pain in the backside. But you know, he's allowed to swear on the on the field, so I haven't got a problem with it. Uh, you tell tell us through, tell talk us through about '93 Lords Test for you. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was a our top order did very well, and there was a large bet that was available for someone, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. What happened there? Yeah, well, it was, I, I didn't have the bet, but um, <laughs> obviously uh, they have a top three batsmen all got hundreds, and I got 99, so um, I was bowled between my legs from over the wicket, Phil Tufnell. A bit unlucky, he was a bit <laughs> Very unlucky. You, know, <laughs> you got bored. He bowled <laughs> two dot balls to you, probably. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I, one of them I flicked off my pads uh, and would have been my 100. It hit Robin Smith on the shin pads at the short leg, so I didn't get my 100. But, yeah, apparently... Some guy, I don't know, had quite a sizable bet uh, on the top four Australians uh, making hundreds. Uh, I think it was about 100 to 1, actually, the odds. Yeah, I think and you're he right. came up to the dressing room, banged on the dressing room drawer and, go- and gave me a gobful. Uh, for getting <laughs> Did out he really? So, yeah, maybe should have gave Phil Tuffin a gobful. <laughs> yeah, he bowling, bowling negative stuff well outside legs, spinning it exactly. in. So you thought a, a flick against the spin is probably the go, eh? Well, well. And it hit. Hitting into the spin, they say now. Now, how's you're hitting into the spin? Oh, so do they? Not against not so much. it. Yeah, they do. They say hitting into it. Um, so you're allowed to do that these days. But yeah. back in those days, yeah. And oh, he wasn't a big turner of the ball, tougher. So I, I wasn't told to play that shot. But um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best outcome. Wasn't talk, the best outcome. talk us through the challenges of batting at Lords, you know, especially if the overheads are grey and the wicket's a bit green, mm. like it looks like it is this for this week. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't understand why England would want to uh, produce dry pitches because no. that just doesn't suit their bowling attack. Their strength is their swing and seam bowls, and they haven't got a spin at it, you know, so they, they need the, the grass on the pitch. But the interesting thing with Lords is, of course, the, the slope. You know, there's, there's a yeah. slope on the pitch. Um, the square does slope, so uh, you've got to sort of put that to the back of your mind it's difficult though because sometimes you end up playing at balls you shouldn't because you're expecting it to come down the slope and then it might straighten or vice versa so there's all those factors uh the slope of the pitch and in england it's it's a hard one to answer but as soon as you get some overhead cloud and it's a little bit humid these juke balls they do swing around so you know you just got to be lucky whether you bat when the sun's out or when or if this, the clouds are there it's, it's a lot tougher to bat so that's that's a challenge as a batsman, but it's also the challenge you know heels as a wicketkeeper too, where the ball just darts around left, right, and centre. Yeah, late. And you know, I think 
I think this is a big issue for England, uh, Bairstow keeping, because he, he just looks so rusty in that first test. You know, I think it's a big problem. Um, they need folks in there, in my book, to, to be keeping, but they're going with Bairstow again. So, yeah, it's challenging when when the clouds are around. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's more difficult um, to bat and keep when mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah, well, who do you think our bowling attack will be? There's real talk about Hazelwood or Boland getting a rest for Stark. Um, well, I, I wouldn't have thought, unless unless Hazelwood's pulled up a bit stiff, I wouldn't have thought he'd be rested. I thought he bowled pretty well um, at Edgebaston. Yep. It's it's a difficult one because I think they actually got the attack around the wrong way. On a dry pitch, you want Mitchell Stark in the team where yep. he can use his airspeed and reverse swing and whatever, and he doesn't need the, the help of the seam off the pitch. Um, so they left him out at Edgebaston, and now you get probably opposite conditions where your real line and length bowlers are a key bowler at Lords. You know, someone like yep. Glenn McGrath was, was so effective where you can just hit that channel and you can let the natural variation of the slope of the pitch take over. So you'd have to say that would suit Scotty Bowling down to a tee, wouldn't it? I mean, he, you know, they went after him at uh, Edgebaston, but if the conditions are different here, it, it's going to be a real tough one. I, I think they want to play Stark because he gives them variety and gives them pace through the air, but it might not be on this, this occasion, given the conditions. No, yep. I it'll, agree with that, mate. It'll all unfold. Hey, we've run out of time, Mark. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, as usual, for chatting to us. Good on you, Jen. Yep. No worries, guys. Good Thanks, on you. Mate. See ya. Australian cricket legend Mark War there. Mac is there. Proud sponsors of our Little Legends segment. Support grassroots sport in Queensland anytime they do. We've got to get to a break. It's 8.43.